Kevin's Hot Topics. Hot Topics. Obviously something a little different from Hot Topics. It's still a hot topic, but, you know... Let's feel a little bit. Let's go into the weekend feeling a little bit, huh? Let's do it. Let's let's open up a bit. Let's open the hearts up. Let's feel a little love. Let's feel. We need emotions. They, they make the world go around, okay? This is five minutes long. This clip is five minutes long. It's longer than anything we normally play. It's lo- longer than the songs we normally play. But I really like this guy. He is a legendary sports guy. His name is Scott Van Pelt. You may have heard of him. You may never have heard of him in your life, but he does... Right now, he does Sports Center at night. He used to do a radio show. Before that, he did Sports Center for ESPN, covering covering all the highlights and stuff like that. But he's one of the great writers and one of the great speakers and great minds out there in entertainment right now. And for a year, I think Jay, I think for years he's been this. Yeah, love him. Yeah, he's he does a great job. He has fun. His show is fun. Here's how he does a great job. He does sports. My wife doesn't. <laughs> ESPN's not her favorite channel. She doesn't hate it. But she's not going to tune to it. But she actually will sit and watch this guy on TV because he's entertaining enough. And he's uh, and he's like a human. So that's kind of cool, too. So we're going to feel a little bit here. This has nothing to do with sports. Uh, he had his dog passed away. And he did a five-minute talk about this. This is not just about his dog, though. If you don't know Scott Van Pelt, it doesn't matter. This is about all of that. This is about family. This is about so much. So let's let's just get emotional for a bit. Again, this is it's five minutes long. But we're playing all of it because I think it's I I just think there's very few people who can put things on paper and into words like Scott Van Pelt. Here you go. I apologize in advance for however this goes. A few years ago, I wrote about my dad on the anniversary of his passing, which wasn't easy, but this is more difficult. Because anytime I wrote anything for this show, sitting behind me in my office in his spot on a leather chair was Otis the dog. And that thing is worn in like a catcher's mitt because of him. Ever since COVID, when we seem to do everything on Zoom, if you talk to me, well, you got him as well right over my right shoulder because he just wanted to be wherever I was. Now, sometimes he'd stand up and readjust. Sometimes he'd lick himself because, hey, what do you want from me? I'm a dog. I waited a long time in my life to get married. I waited just a little bit longer to get my first dog. Otis arrived just a couple of weeks after our wedding day. Training wheels before you have a kid, right? Make sure you can take care of something, keep it alive. That turned out to be a battle. And man, did he battle. He had so many surgeries, we lost count. We jokingly started referring to him as Otis the Bullet Dodger. He fought through so much and just kept on trucking. But nobody dodges them all. And when yet another tumor arrived, it turned out to be the bullet with his name on it. And we said goodbye to our good boy. I don't know what in my life has made me cry like this. Such profound sadness over a love that was so pure. Now, it bothers my mom when I say nothing has ever loved me the way Otis did because she's my mom, I understand. But I just ask her, I ever do anything that made you mad? Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Otis was never mad at me. Now, he wouldn't look at me when he saw a suitcase. He'd go on hunger strike anytime I was gone for too long, but that was as cross as he ever got with me. Nothing we do could earn what our dogs give away to us for free. That level of love and loyalty. And so many of you know what I am talking about. I've read countless moving tributes through the years about what your bonds meant and what made your dogs unique. And I always felt badly for you 
But I had no idea, honestly, and I wish I didn't know now. The truth of the matter is that the only thing our dogs have to do to take up this much room in our hearts and in our souls is be ours. Otis gave way in the pecking order to a sister and then two brothers. So gentle, so patient, so protective, he would have taken off your arm if he thought you meant to do them harm. For real. But even as they pummeled him and climbed on him and pestered him, he never so much as showed his teeth even one time to any of them in protest. He'd raise his voice and do that dog talk thing. I'd laugh and I'd say, talk to a Modi boy, let him know. But that was the extent of it. Simply by his presence, he has been a joyous and loving constant every single day of each of their lives. Trying to explain his absence to my children was one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to do. How do you make it make sense to them? Hell, how do I make it make sense to me? And the simplest explanation, I suppose, for any of this is the truest. That the best part of this life is loving anything, and you do it even knowing the hardest part, which is that somewhere in the equation, inevitably, there will be loss. And the weight of this one is immense. Because he was the corner puzzle piece. So much of what mattered to our family, the big things and the little, connected to him. When I get home from the show late at night, I'd sit in a chair in a room off of our kitchen in the dark, and I'd wait to hear the click of his nails on the floor. And then he'd barrel down the stairs, tail going like a helicopter, and he'd headbutt my knee again and again like he was saying, give me some love, Papa, and some treats. All right, big fella, I got plenty of both. Just like sitting behind me in my office, it was the last part of our daily routine to be wherever I was, and now he's not. After the show tonight, I'd rather drive all the way from D.C. to the Pacific Ocean instead of taking a short ride home where I'm going to sit in the dark waiting for my Odie boy. But if this hurt is the cost of the transaction for being on the receiving end of a mighty love that I got to know in Otis the dog, then I pay it with enormous gratitude. Because even though I'm crying, I was just so happy he was ours and I'm so happy that we were his. My friend Spencer Hall said simply, dogs are grace. And Chris Stapleton sings about a revelation that a dog has a soul, and they're both right. I stared into the eyes of Otis the dog and into his soul, and I promised him again and again, yours is gonna forever live in mine. Come on, man, how, Jay. I have a 14-year-old dog. Thanks. But, okay, <laughs> I, and I get it. Right, the first text we get in, thanks for keeping it light on a Friday. No, it's Remember amazing. Remember when your dog chewed on your slipper yesterday yeah. and you were so ticked off? Right. But And I think in there, for the people who aren't dog owners, there's also the part where he talks about you love hard, even though you know absolutely no matter if it's a dog or whatever, there's loss. The transaction, the equation has loss. As absolutely. Part of it. But it's worth it, and so I don't know. I just I, when he, when that happened last night. Of course, everyone I'm around was crying. We were all like, "Oh sure, my gosh, this yeah. is sad." But then it makes you just re- remember. Sometimes you need the reset. You need the reminder that hey, this is this is why you love because loving and getting the love back is the best. It's the best. Yeah, we all understand the uh, the end game there. 
Uh, but yeah, it's well worth it along the way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. So no, that was again, great. He was—he's so good at at putting it all down, and he's so eloquent. He's eloquent with his words. That's why he's big time. It's why he does what he does. And I just—I don't know. Again, I wanted to share it. I know we don't don't normally do that. We will try to keep things light, but it is. I think that was just an important piece of audio to to play today for the dog owners out there, and just for the people who love things. You know what's kind of cool about that whole thing in a, in a weird sort of big picture media way is like first of all, national television network, and he yeah. gets to basically do whatever he wants with totally. his time, which is fantastic. Totally. And the fact that he took five minutes of his show, which is only what thirty, yeah, and he d- dedicated that to his dog. I mean, well done all the way around. Just nice effort, yeah. and like you said. It- Kind of makes you pause for a second, realize, okay, you know what? My coffee wasn't perfect today. I think I'm okay. Totally. And I and I don't I did not I, I this is the I struggled with it all morning because I just thought are we gonna play it or not? I didn't want to make anyone sad because you know I know we've got people who listen who had dogs, lost dogs, and it's very sure. difficult. I don't I hope it would didn't come across as I'm playing that to remind you to make you sad. I'm hoping no. that somewhere in there you find you can find the joy that Absolutely. you hear through Scott Van Pelt's tears. You find the joy in there. Also, thanks for not just playing a, a second of it. Are, are, yeah. I you know what I mean? It's like when you're playing half a song. You just got you to play the whole thing. I didn't play the whole thing. There was a couple bad words in there I took out. So well, I did edit a couple out, but that was for uh, for all of our sakes. And uh, you got to be, I will say this, everyone can be a little proud that I've grown up a little bit. I, 10 years ago, probably just would have played Trace Adkins immediately following it. But instead, today, I played it like an adult. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the morning. The big 999 Coyote Country. I was sick. Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. Why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Kevin James. I don't know, Bruce. Why? Oh, drizzle. The Jay and Kevin show on the big 999 Coyote Country. Jay and Kevin's hot topics. Hot topics. Hot topics. All right, hot topics. Round number two. James Corden announced last night that he will be leaving his role on the Late Late Show a year from now. It was interesting. He mentioned the way he did it was rather, rather funny to start with because he is going to do the Late Late Show still for another year. But then after next year, he's moving on from it. He's going to find something else to do, I'm sure, be successful with. Sure. I'm happy to announce today that I've signed a new contract to carry on hosting the Late Late Show. Well, wait. Hang on. Wait, because that's... I appreciate it. That's really only half the story on this one. (laughs) He is funny. He is very funny. I didn't realize how long he had done it. I couldn't have taken a guess on it. I think it's seven seasons or eight and oh, a half wow. years. Eight and a half years. He, when when he leaves, it will have been eight and a half years of doing the Late Late Show. Of course, he's made carpool karaoke very, very famous. I'm sure he will go on to find some really popular stuff to do. I feel like he'll be all right. Yeah. But I uh, I was interested because the, the, in the last couple of months, Conan O'Brien has left doing his show and now... James Corden's going to leave his. I do wonder if we are getting close to the end of the late shows, which is so weird to think about. Uh, and maybe we do. There's like one or two. There's always the rumor, always the rumor that Jimmy Kimmel's about to be done at any moment. I because I think that everyone watches them on YouTube. I was going to ask, how are they doing? Do we know how they do? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, is it okay? Four four one zero nine nine nine. That's the phone number. That's the text line. When was the last time you watched 
a late show. Now, there was a time in my life, Jay, where my roommate and I in college watched Conan O'Brien every night. Every night. I believe we would watch George Maupin into Conan O'Brien. That's, I think, how the— That's funny. Or it was George Maupin doing weather. We always yep. laughed at George because I think it was he NBC, right? Uh, yeah, he was on six. Yeah, he was on six. So mm-hmm. it's George Maupin into was it probably Leno into Conan? Conan was was late at that point, and we watched it every single night. Yeah, because we apparently didn't need sleep. We were vampires. I uh, the best part about being in the Midwest was the fact that the late show started at ten thirty. It was great because you know. Save yourself an hour there. But, yeah, we used to do it religiously. Watch every night. At least watch the monologue, maybe a little bit of it. And then if it was a guest you liked, then you liked, you know, you watch the guest, maybe the first guest. If they yeah. had a really good show, you'd watch maybe the second guest. Absolutely. And then, and then maybe they'd tease the musical artist that had a song out you liked. You're like, I got to see what they're like live. Chris. Yes. Do you watch? I do. Um, uh, I watch Gutfeld a lot. He comes on at 8, so it's easier. I go to bed early. Okay. So I used to watch the, Carson. Carson yeah. and, you know, the uh, Leno, those guys. Um, uh, of late, I, I just, I don't, I just, I can't stay up that late anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. You're like, it's 1135 or whatever it is. And you go, oh, man, I don't think so. It is weird. I wonder, Jay, and thank you for that. Chris, one. appreciate you. I wonder how many people would like to be watching the late shows, but they're just too late. Right, the 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 generation, our generations of watching late shows, we would still be watching them if they weren't on so late. And then the young generation that's supposed to keep these things alive, I do wonder if they're like, eh, we've got fifty billion other things to do. We've yeah, got fifty billion other ways to entertain ourselves. We don't need to turn on a late show, and so we are letting them down because we just can't stay up till. It midnight. would be nice if there was a way to watch it when it comes on on the East Coast. So instead of like eleven thirty, you go, hey, it's eight thirty. I could watch the live feed of the late show at 830 because I'm watching the East Coast feed. That wouldn't be bad. I know they'd have like Saturday Night Live comes on like pretty early here. Like yeah. doesn't it come on like eight or nine or yeah. something like that? And then they replay it again. And, yeah, it might. Yeah. I haven't checked that out for a while either live. Alexa. Hey, guys. You stay up late? Uh, well, you know, honestly, the beautiful thing about having Hulu and everything like that is you can watch it whenever you want to. That's huge. Yeah. That is huge. Yep, that's a good point. And again, this, I mean, is, this is the thing. I love watching them, but it's like, man, I just rather, I'd rather watch them at five while I'm doing dinner. Well, that's, <laughs> right. it's, what my, it's what my concern is, is yeah. because I'm very similar. I will every morning like show up to work, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's go online real quick. And my on YouTube, I've subscribed to a lot of the channels for the late shows, and they have the entire interviews with the with the guests on there. Yeah. They have whatever sketches they did. They have the musical artist, and I I love watching them. But I do want to watch them at five in the morning, and I don't have to stay up yeah. all night. And so I do, but that concerns me because that's not feasible for them to keep doing it on live TV forever. If I'm just picking and choosing picking bits and pieces want, yeah. whenever I want, right? Maybe that's why everybody's leaving is because there is no more live TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jay, it'll be interesting. Alexa, to thank see. you. Here's the deal: it'll be interesting to see if there is a a if there's a market to keep these kind of things going. But just do them online like that. Like, can you continue to get big name celebrities to show up to do interviews that aren't yeah. live? I, I guess I guess they're not doing them live. They're still showing up at four o'clock in the afternoon right. or whatever it is to record these right. things and then play back later at night. So they could do it just as much. But there is going to be a weird feeling of, well, this is not for live TV. It's for the internet. It's for YouTube. It's for whatever. 
That does sound different sales pitch wise. It does, but they'll follow the eyes. Totally. And and you know who's someone who they I think you would bank on is that guy who does the hot ones. The Sean Evans guy who does the weekly interviews with celebrities while they eat hot wings. Yeah. The amount of people who watch that show every week is insane. Yeah, and that's that's how you get people. It's like, hey, will you come on our show? What is your show? Oh, it's viewed by 400,000 people right off the bat. Yep, I'll come on your show. Yeah, you you're, want to promote. It's easy to promote. I'm trying to see. Last week. That's why we have such a long wait list to get on this show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know how long Alexa was on hold? Man, this all since the six o'clock this morning. Here, here you go. For instance, <laughs> Courtney Cox was on the Hot Ones a month ago. Yeah, and right now her video has two million views. Okay, <laughs> see that. Josh a- Brolin. Josh Brolin was on three weeks ago. Hot Ones, the the wing eating thing. I think they're on a break right now, but the he finished up the latest season. He has that video has four point one million views. Oh my god! I don't think you're getting that many eyes on your TV at night. I don't think you're getting four million people watching the late show. I don't feel like that's happening. No, it's just too late. Yeah, we could be seeing the changing of the guard. Oh, wild. So weird to think about. A staple. Maybe that's the Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. I went to uh, hang a picture at my house the other day, and I don't have a hammer. Kevin James. I think I have more tools on my hip than you have in your house. (laughs) The Jay and Kevin show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. I've got a couple country music things here for you, if you don't mind. Hit me. So Luke Combs announced the uh, fall portion of his tour. Okay. Still doesn't like. Well, he's got Seattle. He's got Seattle. Still doesn't like anything on this side, though. That's his only appearance, pretty much. Uh, and then did you see what he did? Well, is he not doing any California at all? I don't think so. Let me double check. I got it in front of me here, Seattle. Oh, no, he's got a Napa before us. Okay. So there's one California, one Washington. And then he did this weird thing where all of his fall tour dates are doubles. So he did back-to-back nights in every city. I like that. That's so, a sign of being big time. Yeah. That's so he a did sign of being big time. Single shows all summer, then starting in September, you know, two in Bangor, Maine, two in Green Bay, like Tahoe, Albany, Charleston, Louisville, Omaha. And then it goes on. Then he does some Canadian tours, and he's back to the U.S. in December and two in Oklahoma City. So, yeah, he's doubling up on the U.S. sites starting in September. Yeah. Yeah, you're big time when you do that stuff. Well That's done. Really cool. Luke Combs. Uh, Miranda's new album is out today. Okay. Palomino is out. Interesting. Oh, so there's 15 cuts on the album. She co-wrote all of them except one. And the one that she didn't co-write is a cover of a Mick Jagger song. Interesting. Mick Jagger on Wandering Spirit sounds like this. And I climb the highest mountain and I look down on the sea. Miranda Lambert on that same song sounds like this. I do like Miranda's. I like Miranda's sound. I like what she's doing right now. Doesn't Jake have new music today, too? I think so, yeah. Like, Jake Owen has new music. Miranda has new music out. It's a decent new music day yeah. for country music fans. We've been kind of on a roll, been doing well. Yeah, we really have. I think I'm trying to remember there is a Chris Jansen Eric Church song out today. 
as well. Oh my gosh, that thing is dark. Be... Did you did you hear it? No, it's supposed to be pretty good. I've not heard it. Uh, it. What is it? You, me, and the river. Yeah. And uh, those two guys together are going to be great because that's just two great song songwriters together. Obviously, great musicians as well, but great songwriters together. I think it's. I might be mistaken, but I think that's just written by Eric. I think it's a church only right. Okay. But it is. Uh, it's basically it's like a murder. A murder song. A murder song. Classic, mur- classic murder song. I mean, so I was listening to it this morning. I'm like, okay. Taking a page out of the Underwood playbook. <laughs> Honestly, I told you not to mess with my woman, but, you know, now you're now you're filling up that hole because you, oh, I've so got you, you in, the, in river. the river. Yeah, You, me, in the river is not a good, it's not a good meetup. No, it's not like you, me, no. in the river. Let's do some Brad Paisley stuff. You, me, the river, a cooler. You're, uh, you're, like, yeah, floaty. You're, yeah, no. Maybe if the river's big enough, you know, a boat. Like, well, that's, that's not you, me. Yeah. It's you, me, in the river, and right. then I'm the only one leaving the river. Yeah, right, because there's a muddy there's a muddy hole that got dug, yeah. and then there this guy is in there, apparently, and he's not swimming. That's a different style of river song. Yeah. So somebody it's said, dance I'm not into." Somebody goes, "Is this a murder mystery?" I'm not. I'm all for a murder mystery, but I just didn't wasn't expecting it. Yeah, that's not what I'm. That's. But I'm interested in the song. Oh I yeah, no, it's it's we'll worth a listen. And, and the new Jansen song that we play on Coyote Country, the, his new single, I really like. So he's okay. I'm okay with him. Keys to the country. I think a yeah. weird song, a murder song, when he's already just released for us, just a classic. Let's get ready to have a good summer song. Yeah, keys to the keys to the country. Is that the right? Am I saying the right song? I keys to the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Keys yep. to the country. That's very catchy. It's very Jansen sounding. Very summerish. Uh, I'll play that story coming up here in a minute. But yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool song. I like the way he sounds on those songs. Yep, I'll be. That's a, it's just right down Chris Chris Jansen lane. Is Chris Jansen and, and Eric Church a weird combo to you though? I, I think didn't Jansen write a couple Eric Church songs? I, it had to be because of songwriting. But if you were just to go style of music and that you'd be like, oh, you guys are friends. Okay, I mean, I know it's a small community, but it wouldn't have been my first choice. Yeah, yeah as does, buddies. I mean, the the, the one connection is just. Truly great songwriters. Absolutely. And so you know you, if you're a great songwriter and there's another great songwriter, those folks stick together because they have a bond forever. Well, especially if you're a guy who, like you said, if you write songs and somebody else writes a song that impresses you, you're going to be forever, yeah. you know, attached at the hip. Yeah, you, you're, one of your favorite things to do is you have a similarity with one of your favorite things to do. I, I mean, I have a couple friends I can think of off the top of my head that if we didn't like the same sport. I don't, I mean, it's like you would never think we'd be friends. Why are you guys friends? Well, we both like the same weird sports thing or same sports team. And because of that, we aren't just friends. We're great friends. Yeah. But the, the combo doesn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> because, like, I have friends who know a lot about cars. Like, for instance, Maxie Boy, our good buddy Max. He knows a lot about everything. Man, Max, Friday show Max, he can fix anything. You throw anything broken at him, he can do it all. He can. Fix your refrigerator, your heater, your car, yeah. whatever. He knows I can't pick up a tool. We do not make sense <laughs> together. Right. But we get together and we have the most fun because we both love football. We love, love, love football. So we fell in love talking about football. The video of this song, Slum. If it wasn't so dark out here tonight, I know I'd be a hell of a sight. Covered in Arkansas clay from head to toe. <laughs> Just if I told you once, I told you twice. You better not touch my Clementine, but you didn't listen.
this and now you're filling up this hole. <laughs> uh, and speaking like, of that, in the world of entertainment, Ozark, the, the finale, it released today. So seven episodes released today. Speaking of finding bodies, filling up holes, there will be plenty of those in Ozark. I think the seven episodes started streaming at midnight. So I've got a long weekend of trying to find time to work through that. TC, this is one of those weekends I'm very jealous of TC because he's like, man, I've got a, a bunch of he's free time. He's got free time, yeah. And I thought, you want to borrow my kids for? Right. You want to borrow my kids on Sunday? Because here's the deal. TC, if you're able to watch all of this second half, the finale, series finale of Ozark Saturday, then you can take my kids Sunday and I can watch on Sunday and then we can talk about it all together at work on Monday. I think it's a fair trade-off. I think it's a great idea. I saw Jason Bateman tweeted out, you know, hey, just uh, just wanted to say hi and a sincere thank you. <laughs> like, he's so great. Tweets it out a couple hours ago, and then, you know, 36,000 likes later. Apparently that show's pretty popular. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and, and I think it worked. I don't know if this if it did. I, I closed it out. I need to check. We, we shared the Scott Van Pelt video of him talking about the passing of his dog just really – well done piece. I think I shared it on the Jane Kevin page. If I didn't, I'm gonna go retry to do it right now. Uh it's it's on there. On Facebook, it's on there. Okay. Yeah. So it's on our Facebook page. You can go check out that. I know people were asking about it. That's where you can find it. And here's the latest from Jansen. Where he doesn't kill anybody. The big 999 Coyote Country. The video of Jay and Kevin show. Jay Daniels. Hey, and flirting with girls makes you uh, Kevin, healthy. no, don't help. I, I, Stop I, helping. He's 14 I want him to be healthy. Old. I care about kids. Kevin James. Can't believe you're shooting him down on a public service announcement, Jay. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. Max pretty much the same as he always been, or is he like now that he's getting older and his kids are getting older and he's turned into a... Just a father figure? I mean, how does it? Uh, how Man, would you characterize that guy? He is the best. Yeah. He is the best. Got to spend a bunch of hours with him last night. And he is just absolutely hilarious. So you uh, got together with your buddies and have done it for, what, a decade or so? Yeah, we've done it for, I think, 12 years, this group of five of us. I mean, we used to get together all the time. It was every weekend. We were well, For a long time, I felt bad for Meg. We'd go to their house. So I'm sorry, Oh, Meg. boy. And and just get together all the time. And now, you know, as you, you get married, you have kids, life gets busy, it's less and less get-togethers, but every year on the draft, we always make sure we get together for at least after the NFL draft. We now know we used to know everything about it. We'd be very excited, pick by pick. I don't think we watched more than five picks last night that we were excited about. That was going to be my question, yeah. We had no idea some of the players. I will say this. Max knew a lot of them. Max is very hip to all the football stuff. But I didn't know a name. I didn't. Right. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you right now. Charles Cross, I think, is the name. The Seahawks guy. The Seahawks guy. I don't right. know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Russell Wilson. I know that. But that's not what it's about. We just get together. We hang out. We make a waiter or a waitress just very bothered because we're so high maintenance, and we hang out for a bunch of hours and and eat wings and and chat and catch up. And it is it's fun. Yeah. It's been twelve years running, so I'm already excited for next year's draft. It's great though that that the event is more important than the reason the event is happening. For sure. Like, you know, at some point, and I just think that's just as you get older, and like you said, with so many more things pulling at your time, you realize it's the time with the people is so much more than the than why you're there. Yeah. You know, like it, within 15 minutes, you don't even, you're like, what round is it? Oh. It was funny because we were talking about it a little bit where it used to just be like, okay, let's go to someone's house. We'll have, we'll have dinner. We'll hang out. We'll, you know, get have It was drinks, a party. Whatever. It was a reason to party. it was just party. all the time. That was all the time. But then this was our one time where, like, well, we could – 
tell the girlfriend, we could tell our girlfriends, explain to our girlfriends that we were going to get wings. We're going to spend some money and go out to eat. Ah. So, you know, that was why it all started. It's like, we can go watch the draft and we can get some wings. And this will just, you know, we'll have seen each other the night before. Right. And we'll all be hanging out on Friday. But on Thursday, we're going to go out and get wings. And so that's what it started. And now it's this staple, like, once a year we get to see each other. The wings are so secondary. The football is so secondary. It's mainly just getting to catch up and and reminisce. That's great, though. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, I loved it. I saw when I saw your post, I thought, man, that is just what it's all about, right there. And that's how it happens. As you, you know, yeah, yep. everybody gets kids, everybody gets older, and it's just all of a sudden, yeah, it's just about being uh, once a year we see each other. And it's that group of friends that you feel like during the course of the year. And I, you know, we we see each other a bunch during the course of the year, just not all together like that, right? But it's that group where I don't think it will ever change in our lives ever that there's no feeling of guilt of like man we haven't seen each other for the year i i maybe haven't done as good of a job keeping up with you like the second we all walk into the room it's immediately best buds everyone's happy to see everybody it's it's weird it's really cool i i I love it and what it made me think of was to bring this up today which was even if you don't currently have that it isn't too late to create one even if you're whatever age like if you have friends that you don't get together very often just create something and whatever the date is, as long as it's annual and it's not like, you know, sometimes Labor Day is hard or Fourth of July is hard because there's a bunch of stuff going on. Yep. Just create a random day and make it an event. And then just as long as everybody sticks to it, it doesn't matter what the event is. And everyone knows it's going to be in the calendar. Yeah. You know, you know it's going to be in the calendar. Wives know it's going to be in the calendar. Kids know it's going to be in the calendar. And so it's just you don't have to try to find. You don't have to try to right. pick through pick through your schedule. It's it's there. It's set by someone else every year. I mean, you, you may really dislike football, but you go, oh, well, we get oh. together for the NFL draft. Then people be like, don't you? I thought you didn't like football. I don't, but it's a good reason to get together. Yeah, but I like my friends. And I like chicken wings. <laughs> exactly. How about this? Last night, Max messed up on his order. His okay. own order? Yeah. And the way he ordered it. So we all order wings, and you get, like, the buffalo or the... The spicy yep. or the Thai, whatever it may be. And, you know, they come out, they've got the rub on them or they've got the sauce on them. Yeah. Max said something in how he ordered. All of us got our wings correctly. Uh-oh. He said something where they brought his wings out with all of the fixins, like the buffalo. He wanted buffalo wings. Yeah. They brought the buffalo sauce in a cup on the side. He wanted one with a dry rub. They brought the dry rub in a cup. A little cup on the side. What did so he, he to, say? He had to put the the dry rub on the wing himself. Oh I, no! We, we to right now don't know because the rest of us got them right. Yeah, and we were dying. So he had to do it yourself. A build your own wings bar in front of him. Weird last night, which was just that is perfect that it was Max. Yeah, exactly. However, you did that. You did it wrong. Final, Final thoughts. I hope I didn't steal yours by bringing that up for you. But no, I had a weird one yesterday. We had it was it was awesome. A couple that taught at the school I went to in Venezuela many, many moons ago, some over 20 years ago. They were, they were going through the United States visiting people because they are still living overseas. They're living in Spain. Oh. And they work at a school now, a school in Spain. And they came through Spokane yesterday. And I got to see them for the very first time in 22 years. And it's very weird seeing people who have lived an experience that no one really understands with you. The bond you have is is so wild. And seeing them, I mean, 22 years, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, I haven't seen you in 22 years, whatever. Lots happened in 22 years. The second I walked into my folks' house and they were there, it was like being 
drug back in time. And it was just, it was a wild feeling of being, of just thinking, I lived in the smallest little city in the middle of nowhere, Venezuela, and so did you. Yeah, And we're cool. together in a room right now in the United States. This is very strange. I feel like that's unbreakable, that oh, bond. It was really great to see him, Mr. and Mrs. Anderson. And in 22 years, hopefully you'll do it again. I had to do a formal apology to them because they got the real bad side of Sean Whitmer's schooling, where I felt like I could be a big jerk in class because I was a good student. I knew things, and I didn't want to hear them explain it to me because I felt like I already knew the answers. And they were your teachers. Yep. And you apologized when you saw them? And one of them was like, no, you're fine. And the other guy was like, yeah. (laughs) He didn't say anything. He just looked at me, and I could tell in his face, like, yeah, you knew this. You knew. We both knew this apology needed to happen. Your wife is being very kind. She <laughs> knew I needed she to is. apologize, yeah. but she was being very nice. No, you were great. You were creative. That's what you were. You were creative. Oh my gosh, that sounds like something you your know, mother would the say. The nicest. Oh, she, they're the nicest people. And and her husband was just like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything because That's I hilarious. definitely, I definitely deserved the apology." For putting up with your punk 15-year-old buns. She's saying it's okay, and then there's that long pause, and everybody slowly turns to him, and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he was like, like a genuine thank you. Thank oh, you. thanks. You have grown up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're. I will sit here silently and say nothing else, and my silence will That's say great. it all. So great to see them. <laughs> so great to see her. Thoughts. Well, at least you got forgiveness. Partial oh, forgiveness. So I just... Uh, 22 years of guilt of being just a jerk to them for no reason. They did nothing to deserve it. Gosh dang teenagers. Uh, You know how they sometimes come out with these stats? Like, you spend 12 years of your life sitting at red lights. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, okay, it's just part of life. Make sure you spend a lot of money on your mattress because you're going to spend 40,000 days there. And sometimes you hear those and you're like, well, that's just part of life. There's nothing you can really do about it. You're going to run into a red light and you need your sleep, of course. So whatever with those stats. But if you get a stat like the average woman spends 22 years of her life shaving her legs, do you think if they told you that originally, you would just say, ah, nah, no, I'm not doing it. 22 years shaving your legs. There's no way that can be real. That's what I said. I go, well, is it? That's like 25% of your time. That would mean, okay, so hang on. Wait a minute. No, there's no way that's real. Let me look this up. There's no way that's real. I'm going to double check this. Because that. No, it's not. You know what it is? 22 days. Oh, thank God. Because, Jay, I was going to say. 22 days. That. Oh, man. I feel so much better now. That was going to mean they were shaving their legs for six hours a day. <laughs> wow. That's really making sure you get the job done. Yeah. You, okay, I mean, 22 days. Now you're at least you're more likely uh, to just, okay. I'm, okay, we're, I'm good with shaving legs again because I was going to say we are not shaving. No one's shaving anything anymore. Whew. We're not shaving. I'm not shaving my beard ever again. We're not shaving anything. If we're spending that much time shaving, we're done with shaves. Yeah, that's what I mean. You would just quit. You'd just be like, forget it. I, I'm not spending that much time. It'd be great if they have the laundry list. You're going to spend 22 days shaving your legs. You're going to spend 10 days shampooing your hair, you know, 100 days doing this task, 200 days mowing your lawn. You'd be like, no, nah, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not I, wasting 200 days. I would say this. The people who have spent money on razors, and you go, ah, these are kind of expensive for some of the nicer ones. Yeah. If you were actually spending 22 years shaving, you got <laughs> the most value out of those razors. No. They, they became the best value in your home. <laughs> 22 years. I'm getting... Fractions upon fractions of a cent 
per hour. Oh, man. Max, 22 years making his own 